There's like five things I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> is this in you focus? Be here for a minute. Okay. My face is in focus. Your face is in focus. Let me just make sure my camera is on autofocus in case I move around, you know? Oh, you, yeah. You may, you may very well move around. No, I've been meaning to, uh, I was going to call you like three times this week. And then I was like, I'll just wait till we podcast and I'll tell him. Um, but since we're talking about simulation hypothesis, mm -hmm. this is one of those moments okay. where it's so strange. It's like, it has to be a simulation. Like there's no way that this could actually be reality, fundamental reality or some, not fundamental, but some. Yeah. Random organic reality. Someone's pushing levers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Like sometimes I heard it referred to as like basement reality or like benchmark reality. Yes. So this is not that. This is not. Well, or it's just moments where you just think it's pretty strange if it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, we play in a band together. Mm -hmm. We're about to release our first single, The Ballad of Betty and Barney Hill. Which we we'll do another podcast about that for the yeah. listeners, but it is one of the most famous. Was the first real like alien abduction? I mean, a quote whether you believe right. it or not. It's first time I believe in 1961 when uh, a couple from New Hampshire said they were abducted by aliens. Mm -hmm. They were out driving in the country, and it was uh, Betty and Barney Hill. And they, it's a very, it's a very strange story. And I heard about the story years ago and was just fascinated about it because it, um, it seems like more common, like, like, like you hear like aliens, like to me, what was weird is it was the first time. Mm -hmm. So it's like they, they were the ones that either made up these stereotypes that became prevalent in UFO lure or folklore or, um, they actually saw it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I wrote the song about Betty and Barney Hill, which right. we recorded. And I, I have to say, I, I'm trying not to sound arrogant, but I think it's probably the best UFO alien abduction song ever written. <laughs> you put some qualifiers in there. I mean, it, it could be. Say... I mean, I'll say this. It's definitely the best country alien okay. UFO abduction yeah. song ever written. Yeah. But I think it might be just the best UFO abduction song ever written. I don't know what you think, but <laughs> I was just waiting for it. It's just the best song ever written. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> what have you have you heard a better alien UFO I can't, yeah, when abduction you, song? Yeah, when you give it a couple of qualifiers, I can't give you a better like country UFO abduction song. I think we yeah. were just watching you I'm the whole hard. time again. I forgot uh, to hit auto switch. Well, you, you saw Dave's reaction. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a very... I'm hard pressed to think of a better one. Yeah, yeah it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. got to tweet something. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure this podcast goes live. <laughs> I'll be so mad if this podcast doesn't go live. Um, so anyway. I don't think it's arrogant because the the tone that i'm getting from you is more like you're pleased with what you put out like i was watching the great british bacon show last night and one of the contestants said that's as good as i can do 
And they felt good about how they did. Like, well, I'll go a step further and say I think it's better than anyone else could do. <laughs> I mean, until somebody sends me a version of an yeah. alien UFO abduction song uh-huh. that's better than the one that I wrote. You're going to stick the, the pole, the flag in the ground. I mean, yeah. Who's even close? I mean, you could say the same thing about, you know, Vanilla Ice and the Ninja Turtles rap. I mean, it no one else has written a better a Ninja, Turtles Ninja Turtle rap, rap song. song. <laughs> and if you have, we'd like to hear it, you know, bring it on. <laughs> so anyway, I wrote this song yeah. and uh, somebody sent me an article. <laughs> it's so weird. I can't and even it say like it. Top five country. No, no, UFO no, no. no. It's, it's even stranger than that. So we had this president in this country. His, his name was Barack Obama. I don't know if you remember, remember this guy. That, yeah. <laughs> um, when he finished his presidency, he started a media production company called Higher Ground Productions. I don't think I realized that. No. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's uh, partnered with Netflix on a bunch of things. And they've done a I've series of yeah. shows, uh, just kind of odd things, podcasts, nothing that great, to be honest. Um I mean, they gave him an award, but just because, you know, like, oh, he narrated something about the mm-hmm. parks and they're like, it's the best narration we've ever heard, <laughs> Mr. Anyway, I don't want to make it. I don't want to say anything too bad about him because I might need he, him. So yeah. the point is, <laughs> this article somebody sent me was Netflix and Higher Ground have partnered with a new script that's supposed to be coming out as a film, probably late, starting to work on this year and coming out next year called White Mountain. Okay. And about. it's about the Betty and Barney Hill yeah. abduction story. Uh-huh. And if you look at the article, it's like three producers to the show, to the movie. Mm-hmm. It's Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a woman named uh, Tanya Davis. Oh, I'm not familiar with so, her. Yeah. When, you, when you're on a movie, when you have executive producer, that just means like you're a famous person who's connecting another person. Yeah. Like it's... You don't do as much. It's not as yeah, hands-on. Yeah, i heard the line of, you know, I'll give you an EP credit. And oh, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of legwork involved in being... Yeah, yeah. You're just like, yeah. well, I'm friends with Fred Durst and you want him on your track. Okay, I'll give him a call and you got to give me this shout out in your credits, yeah, you yeah. know. Didn't do a lot. Produce, producer credit, though, is like, I'm hands-in. Yeah, like, you're I, the I CEO have, of the I'm project. I'm really yeah. interested in making sure this project is a success. And Barack Obama is... That's what he's... Uh, of all the things that that man could be doing with his time right now, what he's doing is making a film about Betty and Barney Hill. And back to my point about great works of art regarding alien abduction stories. Yeah. Uh, there's. It just struck me as very strange that there are two men on this planet who seem to be so obsessed with the Betty and Barney Hill story that they would commit a significant amount of their time and resources <laughs> to creating art to 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 tell that story. One of those men is me. <laughs> the other man is our yeah, former president, okay. Barack Obama. Well. I mean, I'm really glad that he's doing elite it. Elite company you're in, yeah. Well, that's back to the simulation hypothesis. Like, is that not a little strange? It's real strange. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of all the films that guy could make, why why is he making that yeah, film? Yeah, the Netflix thing I remember seeing him do that came across my feed or whatever was some kind of a documentary about the world and probably had something to do with conservation, which 
that that makes sense to me, right? If you're like yeah, retired Democratic president in 2023, it's an easy gig, and it lines yeah, up with your sure. policies yeah, and everything you that you would stand for. for. Um, something like that is not a big reach, but you're right. I would not have guessed a UFO abduction story. I, I'm, I'm trying to contact the production company. I'm like, well, they have to use my song in the soundtrack. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's no other Betty and Barney Hill song Guys, that's worth using. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm sure that if they hear it, they'll go, oh, wow. That's exactly is. what our movie's about. That's the one we want. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Things like that happen and you just think, really? Is that just organic? That just happened? Me and Obama. I mean, I don't like much most of his policies. Right. I don't particularly yeah. like him as a politician, but by God, if he's going to talk about UFOs and aliens, I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Have to agree on everything. Yeah, and I think yeah. if Obama were here, he'd say, "Let's let's find some common ground." Are we switching? Is this thing actually working? I don't know if it is. I, I think know. it is. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Yeah, see there, you. I can't tell if this equipment ever works right. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I know how to write a song about UFOs, but I don't know much better than pretty much anybody else, as far as I can tell. As far as you know. <laughs> um. So uh, that was my news this week. Any news from you this week? Any simulation? Because we do this from, if you don't know this, we do this from time to time. We'll call each other and I'll go like, all right, you won't believe what happened in the simulation today. Mm Kind of joking, kind of not joking. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, something that may come up later in this conversation is simulation theory is one of those where it's my uh, kind of my litmus test on what I can bring up around people. Like you said... (laughs) You start a lot of get to know you conversations with. Uh, have you ever seen a UFO, UFO or, or a ghost? ghost? Yeah. Um, at some point, I'll kind of broach the subject of the simulation, and oftentimes get like, "Oh," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's weird." I'm kind of I'm joking. Just, I'm just asking, yeah. you know, not nothing personal. Sorry, um, I'm just getting over COVID, so if I <laughs> blow my nose, sorry. Yeah. The uh, blame the Chinese. <laughs> No bat soup. The <laughs> <laughs> Those damned wet markets shut the whole world down. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I can't think of anything this week that happened. But typically for me, it's like, boy, this simulation does have rules it likes you to play by. You yeah, know? and that's that's one of the things that's like um, it's hard to get around because if you start to if you start to kind of formulate your worldview that way, it's like, a, I don't know if it's a circular argument or not, but it's kind of hard to, like we've talked about that before, where it's like, you know, the simulation has rules and it likes yeah. it when mm-hmm. you play by its rules and mm-hmm. it doesn't like it when you don't. But that's also kind of like, well, reality has rules, you Absolutely. know what I mean? And, right. you know, gravity has rules and even morality, you know, and like, you know, you you uh, lie, cheat and steal you know, people, some people would car, call it karma. Some people would call it, you know, the vengeance of God. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like you know, it, it's, it's a weird, it's weird that we've said that, I've said that to you before for years is like, whether that's what's going on or not, that does seem like the best way to view reality. Yeah, it's a good way to operate. Even, yeah. even if that's like not exactly what's mm-hmm. happening. So anyway, 
That's a good starter. Nothing this week, though? No weird? No. Uh, no. What's one that you had? You had one a few months back that you called me about. You are like, oh, oh, man, another glitch in the simulation. Gosh, I don't remember now. But um, I, I problem every other month I'll have one. Yeah. It's like two on the nose. Mine are more just confirmation that the simulation likes for you to play by its rules more often than not. Well, we're going to talk than... we're going to talk about simulation today. Mm-hmm. So, let's break it down. I made show notes. Cool. This time yeah. I don't know if you call it show notes. I made notes so I, I don't I drift into my ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say somewhat on topic. So, when you're talking about simulation hypothesis, before you get into that, you really have to like it sounds like cuz everybody saw the matrix when it came out. And we kind of think this is a, a modern idea, but actually it's not. Like it's gone way back to like Plato and a lot of philosophers back, you know, looking at reality uh, on a very fundamental level, um, you know, a thousand years ago or whenever. I don't even know how long ago it was, but um, it goes back to the idea of materialism versus yeah. idealism. Mm-hmm. So simulation hypothesis is kind of just like a modern take on idealism. And so materialism and i apologize if we sound like morons describing this i'm not gonna pretend for a second that i'm a scientist or a philosopher i'm a musician who writes songs about ufos the best songs the best ufo songs (laughs) you've ever heard in your life and um i'm gonna just try to explain this the best that i can cliff notes so the materialism is it comes down to does matter give rise to consciousness or does consciousness give rise to matter does that make sense yeah i don't know if that's the right way to say it or not but um yeah mind gives rise to matter or matter gives rise to mind and materialism is the idea that it's all just atoms we're just meat on a rock flying through space and give it enough time eventually you're going to write shakespeare and develop ai programs and Everything else, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just random. Everything came from nothing spontaneously, and this is it. That's it. There's yeah. all there is to it. There's nothing particularly interesting or profound about consciousness or um, or anything, really. I mean, it's really a bleak, kind of terrible way to look. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a... Uh, Back to the idea of like, what's the best way to look at reality? Like, that's a very boring way to look at reality. Yeah, it is. Even if that happened to be true, it's bleak, and it yeah, it's just making me think of uh, yeah, crime and punishment. The idea, like, when we talk about the simulation has rules. Mm. Like, uh, the main character, I believe, he commits a murder just yeah, to see if yeah. he gets away with it, and it's like not a fulfilling thing for him to do. Yeah. You know, the, there's something the nihilism deep of it. within yeah. him that he can't deny. Yeah. That just won't let him get away with it. Yeah. So not to get into crime and punishment, but as you said, well, that's a pretty bleak existence. Yeah. I mean, I think if you, I mean, if you are a materialist, I, I've never understood. I've heard lots of Sam Harris's and people like that try to explain morality in some way that like it's just irrational or something. And I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I think if, if, if all it is is material, then uh, I don't know why you wouldn't just lie, cheat and steal to get mm-hmm. everything you'd ever want. I mean, right. Yeah. But yeah. Why is it that there is meaning in 
being ethical. I think there's no meaning if you, in materialism. Right. I, I don't yeah. understand an argument for meaning. Maybe Sam Harris would like to come on and explain that it to us. That would be amazing. It'd yeah. be great. Right, right with Lee being atheist. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> if he did, he would convince you, uh, yeah, possibly of being an atheist, but also go, well, you were going to do that anyway. It wasn't up to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which kind of sounds like simulation hypothesis. Yeah, it was like written in the code yeah, all along. Uh, so opposed to materialism would be idealism. And that's the idea that the mind, uh, everything arises from an idea and that there is a, a mind that lives outside of our reality that is, that generates our reality. And in the ancient world, I mean, that's, you just say God, you say God created. I don't know if everyone would say God, but that sounds, it sounds like God to me. I don't the know if creator. it sounds like, yeah. I mean, but an example that would be like the idea of, a perfect sphere. So, and this is something that like Plato would use to argue it, but like a perfect sphere only exists as an ideal. Like you can't huh, actually yeah. make a perfect sphere, you know, if you got down to like really right. measuring it or whatever. And um, I'm going to read through my notes, make sure I don't miss anything. Again, I'm trying to be thorough on this yeah. one. <laughs> but okay. So yeah, the, the idea of idealism is like much like a dream. You know, like like reality, like the way that within your dream, uh, things seem real and everything seems like, you know, you exist in that, but nothing happening in that dream is actually happening in that dream. It's right. all, yeah. you know, controlled from outside of the dream somehow, mm -hmm. you know. Does that, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was just thinking like the materialistic view of that is like, yeah, just electricity in your brain is generating that. Right. These yes. Dreams and stuff. Um, and there's nothing about that. But I don't know. I mean, it's not uncommon for people to have dreams that they feel like tied in somehow with real life. Or like I, I'm a really lucid dreamer mm -hmm. and um, I've had dreams where like I wake up and I'm not sure if I'm awake yet. Yeah. And I'm actually still in a dream. Uh -huh. And it's like you got to slap yourself and like. You know, I've, I've done that before. And I yeah. know there's people that actually really do that, where they they really like hover in this dream state as they're waking up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had it where I've had five, six dreams. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, like a lot of dreams uh -huh. pack in. And I know it's only happened in like five minutes because mm -hmm. I looked at my alarm when I half woke up a second ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, but in the dream, it seems like, you know, oh God, I was like, just went on a journey. Yeah, <laughs> just, right. Yeah. Or I'm like, I constantly have a dream that I'm stuck at the airport. Like I'm rushing to get to the airport uh -huh. and I just can't get oh, to my yeah. flight. Yeah. You ever had that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or dreams like back when I used to drive pizzas. You just um, can't get to the address. You're on a run. You got two or three orders you need to get out. And you're right. Yeah. You, you're in a neighborhood and you keep turning right, knowing the next right turn is the way to get to that stop. And you turn right and it's another dead end. I did that in college to, yeah. too. <laughs> You mean like in real life or in a dream? Like, uh, like in real life, I left a party. <laughs> There's some stuff going on there. Yeah. And I swear it took me like 10 hours yeah. to get out of that like, neighborhood. That happened to me at the uh, Denver airport once. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost in the nexus of the universe. Because of chemicals or because of yeah. just, okay, yeah. yeah. I was it, confused. Yeah. yeah, it happens. I don't it think, happens. I don't think it was a glitch in the simulation. <laughs> That was a that was a self-imposed glitch. So uh back to science, back to like 
some sort of uh, verification of this. I made a list. There's a lot. But Brian Whitworth, Dr. Brian Whitworth, he did an analysis of simulation hypothesis, comparing materialism to simulation and really taking a hard look at it. And he's, I believe, is a theor- theoretical physicist. But yeah, he went through all the all of the uh, you know data and all of the. I mean, he just was saying, uh, yes, it's highly, 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 highly more likely simulation hypothesis than just random materialism universe. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you don't even have to go like. I don't think he gets much into like what exactly is going on. He's just saying the idea, mm-hmm. the, the 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 idea of materialism just doesn't. It's it's such a stretch. It doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. because we've never experienced that in reality, where you say something came that which is can cannot come from that which is not is the yeah. idea, yeah. and that's not me. That's I think Thomas Aquinas or somebody, but. Yeah, this idea that all of reality, I had a buddy who used to say that, like, you know, people that don't believe in God, they actually believe in like one miracle. And it's like the biggest miracle ever. <laughs> Cause it's like, I don't believe in miracles, except that one where everything came just from started. nothing just yeah. magically. Like, yeah. that's the one I believe in. But all yeah. the other ones, I don't believe When you frame in. <laughs> it like that, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, it requires a lot of faith to go, nothing ever just comes from nothing. Except for everything one time. Yeah. You know. And that leads right into the first proof that we live in a simulation. And that's the Big Bang. So okay. yeah. the Big Bang was actually discovered. I, I didn't look it up. I don't remember his name. But it's a Catholic priest. I think a Jesuit priest. A uh, long time ago, he was also an astronomer. And uh, many people think that's a science thing. Science actually is, you know, the church. And um he noticed, I think, through studying, you know, the solar system or whatever, that this theory of a Big Bang, that the universe is expanding probably from a common point. Hmm. And now that's kind of really accepted by science as the magical explanation of all of reality. Yeah. But um, ironically, that actually is very difficult to explain reality. If you're saying that everything came from nothing, I mean, that's doesn't... It doesn't make a lot of sense with the way we understand reality. and But if you're looking at it from a simulation hypothesis, it actually explains reality. It makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in a game, like this is a game or, 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 or some sort of virtual construct, um, every time you rebooted the game, that would be a big bang. Yeah, sure. Everything came from a zero point. Oh, every time you turn on the simulation, that's what would happen. So the idea that we view our history and reality in that way makes sense because that's what you would expect. You would you wouldn't know anything outside of the simulation. It's just yeah. Flip the switch, it's on. Flip the switch, it's off. Did you hear anything as you were looking into this about that Black Mirror episode about the simulation? I've heard other people suggest that or say yeah. something about that, but I've never watched it. What is the deal with it? Um, the episode's called Hang the DJ. If you start listening to podcasts on simulation hypothesis, you're likely to hear this. <laughs> uh, you're likely to hear this referred to. But I watched it over the last week, and uh, 
I'm going to start watching more Black Mirror, by the way. Have you ever watched any of this? I think I watched the first couple episodes, and I yeah. stopped for some reason. I don't know why. It was a good I show. I really liked I mean, it. Don't watch it with your kids. I think it was because I yeah. switched, like, is it on Hulu or it's something? It's on Netflix. Yeah. I don't. I, that's it. I got rid of Netflix. Okay, yeah. But if I get that deal with Obama, I'm totally getting my Netflix probably, back. Yeah, probably, yeah. I could probably work it in the deal <laughs> or say, you can use my song. Yeah. I just want your I Netflix want password. I just want lifetime so Netflix yeah. subscription no questions asked. I think he'd go for that. Yeah. I bet he could swing it too. He's Obama. Oh yeah. There's somebody he could call. Yeah. <laughs> he's an executive producer. No, he's a hands-on producer. <laughs> he's a he's a legit producer. Um in that episode, one of the characters says to the other something like, Yeah, do you remember before we met? And it's like the first time the other character has thought about it, but kind of like, oh, no, that's pretty weird. Yeah. And uh yeah, this kind of idea of well, what happened before everything, like, well, it has to boot up somehow. Yeah. Know? I mean, I think the weirdest thing about materialism is if you really think about what it's saying, is it just boils down to like shit happens. Like that's the scientific explanation for all of reality is like, yeah. it just happened. Yeah. And you go like, it doesn't really answer anything. Yeah. I mean, it's yes, obviously shit happens, but mm -hmm. doesn't answer why it happens, you know? Yeah. I don't know what you could have as a starting point. I mean, at some, at some point you have to go back to nothing, right? I mean, if you keep breaking down, it could be, it could entirely be that we are so dumb <laughs> that there are numbers <laughs> guys out there. that are listening to this going like, of course they don't understand. Right, yeah. <laughs> it could be that we're so dumb that we don't understand that shit just happens. But... Could be, yeah. I don't, I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's... Man, it sure would be nice. If that were the case, it would be nice to stumble upon a planet where some of that just happened somewhere else where life just kind of got well, going. Yeah, wouldn't that be, that'd be kind of the scientific... Be, then you could go see. Maybe that's why over there. Elon's trying to get to Mars so much so he yeah. can... Try to put a finger on it. Of course, it. Elon is. Of oh, he's on our camp. Yeah. He's totally in our camp. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the smartest, yeah. richest guy on the planet. He's that uh, man. I'll tell you. I was. He's a simulation guy. To his interview with Rogan from like 2018, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just was a little bit like, I think I'm just going to agree with most of what. I mean, he's figured a lot of stuff out about life. Yeah, I mean, after you've made a hundred billion dollars, at some point, don't you just go like, he's probably right. I yeah, mean, about most things. Default, if Elon says it, he's he's been on the right path about a lot of things. I think that's funny. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm just too dumb. Maybe that's Could what it be. is. Yeah, that was an idea I heard somebody, another guy smarter than us talking about, was uh, if we are in a simulation and we're just subjects inside of it, um, he made the analogy that the question was, uh, could we understand the the civilization or whoever's behind the simulation, whoever generated the simulation? Is it even possible for us to wake up in reality and yeah, know have a the mind of God? Yeah, that kind of sort thing. of thing. And uh, it's Nick Bostrom. Yeah. And oh, we're going to get into Nick. Oh, good. Because he's out of looking into all of this. He's my favorite brain that I came across. Well, he's one of the key figures in kind of bringing this. Subject to, kind the, of the, to the modern, yeah. like to a uh, polite 
like 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 you know you could actually bring it up in scientific yeah, circles and you yeah. could talk about this with other scientists and not have Neil deGrasse Tyson you know <laughs> kick snicker out of his house. snicker yeah. in the corner and laugh at you. Yeah. I just he, hate uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. By the way, he, I'm not gonna say I hate him, but I hate him. <laughs> he is what s- stupid people think a smart person. What if he's a silent like. partner in? Oh, oh God, we're, we're screwed yeah. now. But I don't know if I'd want to work with him. He's such <laughs> okay. a... Yeah. Have you heard that? Have you seen that interview? I think with Rogan, there's at some point, there's some, you can look up, there's, Rogan's like asking him some question. I know I talk about Rogan all the time. I don't know why. I don't exactly watch Rogan all the time either. I watch way more like he, other podcasts. He puts a lot of content out. That's what so, it is. Yeah. You got a lot of shorts. But anyway, there's some, he's, he's asking him some question about somebody and uh, he's just... Tyson is just such a prick about it. I don't know. He's just such a... He's um, what stupid people think a smart person sounds like. Oh, I don't... I that's really a good don't, line. Yeah. I don't think he's that smart. So, conversely, Bostrom, I think, is, like, really good at giving you these giant ideas mm-hmm. and not talking like you think a smart person should talk. Yeah. I think he presents them in a very accessible way. Um one of those ways being this analogy of could yeah could we understand the mind of God, and one of the examples he gave was like well, in so much as a dog knows what you're up to, I mean yeah the dog gets hungry the dog understands when you're eating food it wants some of your food like so in some ways the dog knows what it is to be human, the dog does not understand how your thirty year mortgage works and it's and it's no like. It's nothing against the dog. No, it's not it's a like on it's the just dog. reality, yeah. and it's like there are limitations to what a human can understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, until even like if you think about the idea of creation, mm-hmm. like we say that like oh a creative person or someone's being creative, yeah. but in reality you're not creating anything. Like they say, the person who invented electricity. It's like, yeah, no, right. electricity yeah. already, you just, <laughs> you discovered electricity yeah. or even like if you take inventions, like somebody invented the light bulb. It's like, well, no, you took things within this reality that the creator yeah. made yeah. and you put it into, maybe put it into a creative package that is kind of hmm. novel and yeah. fun or useful. But did you actually create it? It's like, would no, you say I'm... the same thing about a painting or a song? Yeah, no, I'd say the same thing. Yeah. So you're I mean, saying you, look you just at, grab so an So I elements. write a song. I write a song. It's a melody and it's words and a rhythm. And did I invent any of that? No. Yeah. I mean, I've been listening to music chord, since I was. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's, well, I don't even know if it's happening in here. Yeah. Like, that's another theory, too. But I think sure, maybe it comes yeah. from somewhere else. And it's yeah. like, this just like receives it and it's like coming in. But the idea that like, even now as songwriters, nothing new is under the sun. Like sure, right. every country song is either a Tom Petty or a John Cougar song rewritten. <laughs> yeah. I say every country sure, song, yeah. there's there's no new country song yeah. out there. There's nothing against country artists. I'm just saying if you dissect these songs, it's like somebody already did that. So mm-hmm. then at what point and then you go to that same guy and you go like, Well, yeah, but that was blues back in the right. day and that was yeah. this back in the day. Yeah. You know, are we creating anything or are we just kind of discovering things? Yeah. Repurposing a couple of things and yeah, know, putting it in front of new eyeballs. Man, I like that downloading it idea because that's, yeah. speaking of Tom Petty, that's how he would talk about writing songs. Did he? He's like, yeah, it feels like they just kind of come. He's like the good ones. They just kind of come down to you. So um, keep showing off the mug. Looks good. Did you invent this mug? 
created. This is a perfect example of yeah. not creating something. So <laughs> this is from Adobe Stock. Nice. Okay, yeah. so some other artists made that. Yep. This is a font search on ChatGPT for a 1950s oh, font. Is that, that was I was speeded. curious what so, made you land on that uh, I forget what the font is called. So somebody else made that font. I did not. Yeah. And this is a mug made in China. Yeah. So, uh, but that's my spin on it. Yeah. You know, so I made this mug. It's an original combination of those elements. Yeah. All right. Let's move on with the uh, simulation. Let's just prove it to everybody. No problem. Okay. This is a good one. James Gates. Are you familiar with him? Nope. Dr. James Gates. Oh, Dr. Yeah. The question is, is there evidence of programming in nature? And there's a clip of our favorite physicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Dr. James Gates talking about this on YouTube that you can look up. But Gates was studying, um, I think what's called supersymmetry. And he's so he's studying like computer code that represents or describes physical reality. And he discovered a while back that the the code that that, re, that reality can be described with computer code hmm. and not just like any code, like a very specific code that we use in computer programming, ones and zeros. That's it. And he, he was shocked. Like in today, I think he's still like, I don't, I don't get it. Like mm-hmm. he was doing it, trying to discover like some novel, you know, approach to understanding reality. And it was like, well, it's this computer program written back in the 1920s by, I even wrote down his name. Claude Shannon. So Claude Shannon wrote the, you know, computer code that describes physical reality. What did you do today? What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> I, wrote a, I wrote the greatest oh, song, alien yeah. abduction song ever, ever written. Um, no, but that's, uh, man, you listen to him talk about it with Tyson and it's like, he's, he's just, he's not reading into it much, but he's just like, yeah, no reality. It's pretty strange that it, lines up exactly with the computer code that we're using. Yeah. Did you see that clip? I mean, you... no, I don't think so. Um, but I'm just agreeing that it is strange. Like that's an odd coincidence that you could find computer code that lines up with reality. Yeah. It's a shame that we're so dumb. We can't really go into much detail yeah. about the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't even tell you what the, yeah, I know I saw it on YouTube and it seemed really suspicious. <laughs> I mean, I can't really verify any details about what he was talking about, but yeah, we're doing well. If we write the names down of people that said <laughs> Hell, the stuff that we're doing well, if we hit record, that's true. Know? Yeah. Or remember what we're <laughs> supposed to point. talk about. We, <laughs> lucky. We're not just talking about the Mandela effect again. <laughs> yeah. Which was, a Mandela effect no in its, yeah. I mean, that didn't help me not believe in the simulation. We, we recorded one episode on the Mandela effect, had technical issues. So we recorded a second, released that one. And then a week later came back to record a podcast episode. Which About we the ran Philadelphia in, experiment. Yeah, we ran into technical issues with that. So then we came back and said, well, let's re-record that episode. Forgetting that we had already released the Mandela effect, we did a third Mandela effect <laughs> until my wife mentioned to me that she'd already listened to the one we'd released, at which point we were like, oh, okay. So, What was your reaction when she said that? Did you really feel like, oh my God, it's a Mandela effect? I just... Uh, <laughs> 
because then you called me like, did we do a podcast? And I go, yes, I swear we did a podcast about that. And not all the uh, while, all the yeah. while. No, you're just old and dumb. Yeah. And you that's, don't. Yeah. So, and that's that Mandela effect. Sometimes like we talked at the beginning, at the outset of this podcast, how I, a lot of times we'll just chalk it up to like, well, people just don't remember details very often in a lot of conspiracy theories or, People just aren't paying as much attention as we hope that they would, or uh, things can be explained with just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, just shoddy work, mm-hmm. right? Not keeping good notes in your police work, that sort of thing. Um, and in that case, I'm like, I don't think that was the Mandela effect. I think it's just <laughs> well, if you if you started to interview people and like half of the population remembered it, then you think okay, okay, then yeah, There's there might be there. something to it. I think in this case, we're just idiots. Yeah. So I don't mean to tear us back into the Mandela effect episode again. I just want to give some context. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Go to, uh, you were talking about James Gates. No, that's all I really have to yeah. say about it. I'm, I'm too stupid to explain his, his, yeah. uh, his, his formulas or, well, or speaking whatever. Speaking of but... things that one or both of us are too stupid to really explain. Um, you sent me a couple of those YouTube links on these two slits experiment. Yeah, did you that watch them? That sounds like dirtier than what it is. It's not dirty. Yeah, it's <laughs> if you if you're if you're having you, you need to go to confession if you're thinking these yeah. things. It's not um, me. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched what you sent me, and uh, I I understood in it so much as uh, these protons shouldn't behave the way they did. Uh, and I'll go a little further by saying in these experiments, the way that they explained the way that protons were behaving when they were shooting protons back and forth were uh, kind of like when you, you know, we use the analogy of a video game a lot of times, kind of like when you put a figure or an icon in the corner of a television screen um, and then you put another figure or an icon in the, an image in the middle of the screen. Those two images are maybe they look far away. They're perceived to be they're perceived to be far yeah. away, but in reality, they're no further away from the server. Yeah, they're both equidistant to the server that's serving up these images mm-hmm. on the screen. So that is what I took from uh, that video, um, which I thought was a pretty interesting concept. So, if you've got more to like, kind of lay out for well, let's anyone. let's rehash double yeah. slit experiment just to like catch people up but it's the idea is non-locality yes that's the also known as quantum entanglement and it goes back to einstein and i'm forgetting the other physicist's name um, that other guy's probably Bors, tired niels bohr yeah. i think some something like that it's not important i mean i know he nobel peace prize and everything but it's not important <laughs> he's like the scotty pippen of- <laughs> yeah what's important is right here right now so the idea in the experiment is um, studying the way the way that particles behave versus waves, and they have a an experiment with a slit, and they're shining a light through it. So like photons are going through that, and they pass through this slit. And on the backside, there's a sensor that creates like a wave pattern of of no, it's one slit. It would just create like one line, but when you introduce two slits, it's going to create some disturbance and be like a wave pattern of light on the back of the sensor. And they did the same thing with photo with uh, you know particles, and it would create um, 
with one slit, a, a cluster pattern of just one, like you would expect. And then when they did two slits, strangely, it would create a wave pattern. So they were thinking like, well, how is it, how are they behaving like waves? Like they're particles, they're not waves. So it, it sent scientists down this long road of like developing different experiments where they could send, you know, individual particles through these slits to like really try to find out like what's going on. Are they bumping into each other? And so when they did that, it would always create like this wave pattern. And so eventually a physicist developed a way to like have a sensor there to detect exactly when particles would go through these different slits and know what they were going to do. And, and I'll be damned as soon as they started watching what the particles did, they started acting like clump in, in cluster patterns. They started acting like particles instead of like waves and the scientists were just dumbfounded. This is a hundred years ago in, in physics. And they've developed like tons of different experiments of trying to figure out. And when they turned off the sensor, but they left it there, it would go back to acting like a wave. Mm-hmm. So it's like it would, it, the particles would know yeah. wh- whether or not they were being observed. And that sounds like spooky action at a, dis- at a distance in, you know, our materialistic worldview. But if you think about it in like a simulation worldview, it makes complete sense, you know, because it's this idea that uh, things are not, obser- they're, they, they don't exist until they're observed. Right. And, uh, and that's exactly the way like a Sims computer simulation would work. Yeah. It's, I mean, Hopefully I'm kind of going in the same direction, but yeah, it's this idea that like right now my car is not parked in front of your house because I'm not out there to go to the car to observe. Yeah, it is it there? Like, it saves bandwidth for the server. Yes, for us that's to just the idea. be for us to just be observing this room. And that's the simulation. That that there'll be an argument for it that it's yeah. that that uh, the way that particles are actually functioning in reality yeah. is exactly how you would program a simulation to work to save computational power right. yeah. so that you don't get like overloaded and the whole system goes down. Yeah, the tree actually would not be heard falling no. in the forest because it's efficient for the computer. It's only, to... Yeah, it's only going to produce the tree when it's relevant for someone to see the tree. Oh, yeah. When no one's there, it probably doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the sort of thing that makes your brain hurt. I don't know what else I had on that, except that that to me is one of the biggest, well, non-locality in general. Like the idea, that's not exactly the same as the double slit experiment. So that's, I forget, there's a a name for that, but it's slightly different. But non-locality is talking about like uh, quantum entanglement and superposition and um, quantum mechanics on a different way. But that idea too, again, has been a big problem for physics to say how... I mean, Einstein couldn't, he couldn't rationalize it. His entire career, he worked to develop a unified theory of everything that would try to rationalize or or, or prove quantum mechanics wrong. But in, uh, I think in 1982, uh, a physicist named named Bell developed some sort of experiment that you can look up, but it's a highly complex experiment that did prove, no, actually non-locality is a fundamental property of natural natural reality of nature. And so it really like shut down Einstein and said, yes, this is true. Particles can be quantumly entangled. They can be anywhere in the universe. And what happens to one is going to happen to the other. Yeah. And it's back to that idea of like, well, that doesn't make any sense in a material worldview. 
But in a, in a simulation, it's just like, well, everything's the same distance from the server. Where's the server? It's right here. Okay, well, anything happening on the display, our display of a 3D reality, yeah. it's it might seem like it's halfway across yeah. the universe, but it's really not. The server's right here. Yeah, another analogy that was given in one of those videos you sent was like the idea of a... Um, Oh man, what are those called? The um, where you turn the card and it's got like kind of a 3D effect. Uh, I keep wanting to say hieroglyph. That's not it at all. <laughs> um, like the a card with a 3D like you hologram. A baseball card hologram. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I was trying to think of. Hologram, where you know it's a two-dimensional yes XY object, but the way that they're bending light gives it a three-dimensional. That makes me think view. of. Do you remember like when we were in, in like first, second, third grade, kids today don't even know. But back in the day, they had these books that were like a bunch of, they had like images that were like a bunch of small images. And you're like, you were supposed to put oh, it yeah, yeah. right next to your eyes and slowly <laughs> yeah, move yeah. it away. Uh-huh. And then a, a holographic image would appear. <laughs> and I did that once to uh-huh. where like, like I went cross-eyed for a minute yeah. and it was like. <laughs> yeah. When it jumps out at you, it's, and for for you same kids that don't know what we're talking about, they used to have these things called shopping malls with stores full of these paintings. Yes. You would buy them. You would, yeah. And then you go over to your friend's house and you like look at it and you like move your head in and out. Yeah. Oh. Whatever happened to those? I haven't seen one of those did in 20 you ever, years. Did you ever act like you could see the thing just so you didn't feel silly? At first, because I think the first go, time I saw yeah. one, everyone was saying, and then somebody it's told me- It's a battleship. Like, they were like, kind of cross your eyes and it'll uh-huh. work. And it did. But then my eyes kind of stayed crossed and it wasn't good. But <laughs> You know, you're talking about locality uh, and we're talking about not being smart. So I know that this is- <laughs> <laughs> this is what I typed. Yeah, locality is not found in the universe, meaning protons arrive at given points at the same time, regardless of the distance that it has to travel. The idea being that all matter is equidistant from the server. So I'm not smart enough to have generated that thought. I just, that's something I jotted down that I must have taken it from. It sounded pretty smart. Well, that, what I'm saying I mean, saying it wasn't is, like really smart, but I it feel was pretty like. Good. I feel pretty good that I, I, I stole that from something. And I'm just relaying it going. This is not just my interpretation of the idea, but I'm just agreeing with what you were saying. Like, yeah, what what these smart people are finding is that that locality is not a thing. That God's weird if you think about it. Yeah. The other weird thing that I don't know if we if we can articulate this very well, repeating what these smart people say, but the idea that some of this stuff goes back in time. To change, do you remember? Well, yeah, the this? double yeah. slit experiment. It okay, would. yeah, like it would go back. However, they set up the experiment. Like when they were ex- when they were turning on and off the sensor, it would behave. It would like go back in time and rewrite like what had happened. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I can't even. That's hilarious. I can barely stop water from leaking from a faucet, <laughs> and these guys are able to. <laughs> They're either they're able to push protons through a tube somehow. But they have, and a, they have all our tax dollars, so okay. we, we played yeah. a role too. Well, that's, <laughs> you're welcome. You're Science. welcome. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk before we get into like I kind of want to get into your take on it and my take on it, but before we do that, we got to talk about Nick Bostrom though. Yeah. Do you okay. want to explain who he was and kind of what his take on simulation hypothesis is? Yeah, um, I think highly of him. So I hate he's a Swedish philosopher, but he's also taught at MIT, right? 
Yeah, I believe so. I wanted to kind of just make sure. Background in theoretical physics, computational neuroscience, logic, and artificial intelligence. Um, <laughs> he has a book about super intelligence. Um, I tried listening to it. And I went back to it today and I found that I had deleted it off my phone (laughs) because about a week ago, I remember now, like I started trying to listen to it and it was, I thought this is for future Dave. I can't understand this right now. Um, So his book on super intelligence is good, but you got to be smarter than me to understand it. His explanation of... That's funny that he didn't call it average intelligence. <laughs> I'm kind of like the dog. I, I understand what it means to be hungry. You should tweet him and say, could you write an average intelligence book Please. that I could try Help to understand? Yeah, is there super intelligence for dummies? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, what, what I thought was helpful from Nick Bostrom was uh, his his options for the simulation hypothesis and how likely it is um, based off of our trajectory to superintelligence and uh, a really crude example of, or explanation of what superintelligence is, is um, us creating technology that can not only exist outside of us, but advance on its own. So we're kind of getting there. Artificial intelligence, Mm. you know what I mean? It appears as if we're getting there. Jury's out as far as actually. Well, I guess what I mean is we are all signs point that we're on the trajectory towards it. Now, you're right. Lex Friedman made the point like he said he was fooling around with those Roombas, you know, those little Mm -hmm. vacuum cleaners that roll like go around your house. And he said you can manipulate machines into acting seemingly human. Um, It's it's easier than you think. And we we kind of since we're such emotional creatures that we actually can be fooled easier than we'd like to think. So he was, Friedman's talking about, he programmed a whole bunch of these little Roomba vacuums to make like sounds like they're in pain. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of to see what the psychological effect was on him. I wish I was smart enough to like oh, conduct experiments like yeah, that. Yeah, he and the way he said it was so dismissive, kind of like I just did it in the sort afternoon. Of, yeah, it was yeah. it would it would almost be like if I told you I set my clock two hours ahead to trick my body into waking up a little earlier. All I the reprogrammed time. my room to make yeah. noises like yeah. I was being tortured. <laughs> and he didn't go into detail on why or how he had so many Roombas, but it sounded like he had a ridiculous amount of them in his house and they were all making this like whining noise, like they were in pain. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. He was talking to Nick Bostrom. Bostrom saying we are on the trajectory to super intelligence as a civilization. Um, And if a civilization is on this trajectory, there are three outcomes uh, that they would end up reaching uh one is that a civilization would destroy itself uh you know whether that's nuclear warfare before we invent simulations indistinguishable from reality correct yeah okay sorry so we're on this trajectory to develop simulations where whether you want to call it a headset or a neuralink Uh whatever it is it's like total recall you sit down they plug you in you don't don't know know. you're in a simulation right You, you know so we're on that path to total recall and for whatever reason, asteroid hits the Yucatan. It's all yeah. all she wrote. Yeah, all, asteroid or you know, yeah, just dead. We 
or we, we get we get sent back to the to the Stone Age yeah, or something where yeah, it's like we, no electricity. We war ourselves to death, and we just don't make it in time. To oh yeah, yeah, nuclear war. Yeah, I mean, mean, something happens that stops that right. development. Yeah, and and he discusses it more like I mean the way he refers to it is more like uh, of our own making. We destroy ourselves, you know. So I mean, there is the possibility of an asteroid or some kind. They of... They did just have that meteor hit Texas that was like eight tons of TNT. Oh, did you hear about that? No. It's out outside of Dallas. Okay. No. It's I caught on hear. ring doorbell. No kidding. Yeah, like you don't see it hit, but you could hear it. Like boom. Yeah, I would hope so. It's like, man, I would love to see that hit though. I. I don't know if I would or not. Yeah. I mean, I want to see it. I want it to hit me, but I want to see it get hit. Yeah. Like, I want to yeah, see it I mean, hit Texas. I'd like to see it from here. Yeah. I want to see it hit Texas. <laughs> I want to see it hit Texas that's for right. sure. <laughs> um, so that's that's option number one. We uh, A civilization destroys itself before it reaches super intelligence and can develop uh, a simulation that's believable enough to where you can't discern it. Why does he call that super intelligence? What he's really saying is we develop simulations indistinguishable from reality, but that's it. Like, like he's saying like, that's the, that's the point of like super intelligence. Yeah. Cause then it's like, well, what do you do a thousand years from then? What do you do like a million years from then? At what point do you say, Oh, we're super intelligence. You know uh, what I mean? He had a super duper intelligence, <laughs> super had... duper duper intelligence. <laughs> yeah, you mean like what's after super intelligence? Yes, exactly. It's kind of no, a, like a weird, a weird arbitrary point to say, well, when we can make total recall, we've, we've reached the it. Line. We're, it. We're super we're intelligence. Because um, it doesn't seem like it take much, takes much to fool humans would be my thought. humans like us. It doesn't. <laughs> not you and me, for sure. <laughs> We thought we podcasted this before. We probably already podcasted this. We're going to finish and go, oh, shit. Uh, I have to call my wife. You're going to have to start double checking with her yeah. before we Babe, is it okay anything. if we release the... Is it okay? Please. You've already talked about Kennedy. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Um, number two. Uh, oh, this is a funny option. For whatever reason, the advanced civilization loses interest, which I think is hilarious. Like, you... But I mean, is I have, it is it loses interest, or they also decide not to do it for some sort of ethical reason? The couple of interviews I listened to, he says it like lost interest, sort of like uh, I recently acquired a bow for hunting. It's just it's in my garage. I haven't got around to using it yet. Yeah, you just thirty and, years go by and you just and never one touch of these it. days somebody goes, "Oh, are you a bow hunter?" and I'll go, ah, "You can have didn't it." Didn't get around to it. Yeah, <laughs> um, so. Much in that same way, a civilization could go, gosh, I was really getting somewhere with that simulation well, I, thing. I'd heard him say that, that same thing, both yeah. those things. So like what you're saying, but also maybe we watched Total Recall again and we realized <laughs> how unethical yeah. it would be to yeah. do that to someone's mind, even if they were like, put me in paradise and go, uh, that's you don't want to go in paradise yeah. because you're never going to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So it was, but the idea is that we intentionally decide we're we going to stop yeah. developing this technology. We put our simulation because humans parts. always do that, right? Yeah, they, they're known yeah. for like having a new technology and then having the wherewithal to say, "Of course, yeah, let's pump the brakes, guys. Yeah. Let's not go too crazy here." If anything, we'd go all America on it. And we'd create it, and then we'd tell other that's, countries they can't. Of use his it. three things, that's the most absurd one to well, me, is but because I think that, humans have never done that yeah. ever in history. No, um, but I, I think that's part of the case he's making is okay. You either 
you just don't get to simulation because something interrupts you. Something outside of yeah, you. Yeah, your house yeah. catches on fire. You can't cook your dinner. Um, second, you go to cook dinner and you lose interest for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's not likely. You're going to stay hungry. Um, third, we're in the simulation. You're in the simulation. And what I liked is he referred to, uh, you know, he goes, well, the odds are, you know, one in three. One in th- out of the three, that is the most likely, and it is you know the likely the likeliness. Uh, you know, if there is a simulation, it's very likely that there are many many versions oh, of yeah. this simulation. Yeah, yeah. So then he he calls it the bland principle of indifference. <laughs> <laughs> he says, if you according to the bland principle of indifference, the likelihood that we are the one base reality out of thousands or millions of simulations being run it's just not, not very likely, not very likely. You know, um the like that influenced my personal hypothesis okay about cool. what's going on yeah well because it's just it comes down to like the likelihood and yeah, you just think like yeah. really that's doesn't seem likely yeah i agree so that's that's his take on it three options we either... which i really think is two options because I did two and I did three. That's how dumb I am. I was like three. <laughs> I really think it's two. Um, it's either option one or option B. Option one or B. So option A is we no, destroy but ourselves. I, I, I did the yeah. one of humans holding back yeah. somehow from developing when this. Have we ever. I've been. Listening I mean, if you to... if you spend five minutes on uh, OpenAI right now, tell me they're going to hold back. I mean, the company's valued at twenty nine billion dollars already, and they haven't really done anything. Hmm. So yeah, we have a. Like a hunger and a thirst to develop technology that um, the only way it would stop, in my opinion, is if someone like an Elon Musk, like became a complete tyrant and took over the entire world and just said, no, you're not doing you're not doing this because I say no. All the other scientists, they want to do it. They're not going to stop. Right. And I'm not advocating for that. I don't think anyone should be king of the world but no no but i'm I, just saying that's all that, that's the only thing i could see that it would stop it is is it some sort of top down like a parent saying yes no right. you don't get yeah. to do this right yeah. now that's exactly what it would be it would be a- <laughs> maybe it's the aliens they come down and they say no that's enough do. yeah that's enough kids which i mean maybe that's an option or maybe that's a possibility for option one. We destroy ourselves or are destroyed. Maybe it's the aliens they coming down. just hit down. that reswitch button. Yeah, or, or whoever's monitoring the simulation. Oh, see, but now that puts us back in, we're pro-simulation theory. If we are in yeah. base reality and there are aliens, then you're right. It's possible that God, aliens it's so have been... weird. As you say that, even just think about there's If we're in base reality <laughs> and if there are aliens... Uh. God, the stakes just went way up, well, man. What exactly is going on? I said it pretty matter of fact, and I was about to draw the comparison to um, just like if you were watching a hill of ants and the ants started to get too worked up and they started to like come towards your house, you might put your foot down and crush the anthill, you know? So perhaps the aliens are watching us down here and our wars with each other. It's more tolerate. like if, if you're watching the ants and they started to domesticate the grasshoppers to do the work for them. Yeah. And then you went like, Hey, oh, like now the direction hey. this is going. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is going. Yeah. And they start milking the grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> That's when, you know, uh, That's they, when, you know, something ants needs to... riding on little carts behind the grasshoppers. <laughs> 
And then they start to genetically modify the grasshoppers oh, so that they do not, don't bounce the, so much. The day, and the ride's the day a you smoother. see like you see like a toad on your front step with a couple ants on its back, like telling it what to do. And then the ant hops like, oh, off. Shit. And <laughs> tells the toad to stay while it goes in the house to get a couple things. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm getting all these That's tags. ridiculous. Um, so you're right. <laughs> so stupid. Humans are not known to be responsible enough to to moderate themselves in regards to this type of technology. We can't even moderate ourselves in no. regards to our own bedrooms and stop living sugar. rooms. And, yeah, yeah. Just turn off the TV and go to sleep. Right. Like, yeah. We can't oh, do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah man. I'll tell you. Yeah, I've been digging into more and more just history, mm-hmm. and I am. 100% in agreement with you that we do not have a penchant for like self-control when it comes to like specifically technological power whoever's holding the you know button there's no incentive to that did uh, I think I told you about uh I think it was Donald Hoffman who was the uh biologist or I think it was bi- he studied biology that was on he was on uh Lex Friedman's podcast is he the one? Sorry, go ahead. But he did the study on like they're running these these simulations or these computer models on uh, evolution, and he basically had two models: one for fitness payoffs and one for truth seeking. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was shocked back in the eighties when he got the results because humans are wired one hundred percent for fitness payoffs. Right. Yeah. We have nothing in us whatsoever to go after truth. Yeah. It's just it, you know everything is fitness payoffs, and you think about that that drive to pursue technology that's all that is is fitness payoffs and sure. it's not even surprising it's like well that's evolution yeah well, how do you, you know how do you how do you fight that if you're going to make it to the end of the race you know <coughs> sorry covid cough so bostrom has it's, it's different than the other things we we're talking about but as far as kind of like elon musk kind of take on things I feel like that is the strongest, like, it's just kind of a big picture philosophical kind of look at yeah, it and just right. going like, you know, does what makes sense, you know, and I think it leaves us down to 50-50. And right. Yeah. No, I think you're right that if you're down to 50-50, my theory will push you right over the edge. Okay. So, and I've told you about this before, but my theory is... um I call it the cosmic lottery hypothesis. Oh yeah. yeah. So we've talked about this before, yeah. but I'm a fan it's my of own my own original theory. And I think of it as like, okay, so here is think of like uh like a chart here, and this is uh quality of life, and this is time. Okay. Yeah. And so this is you right up here, and this is quality of life, you know, all the way up to here. And here's time. And then, like, here's your ancestors. So, like, go back to your, like, your dad. And it's, like, it's, like down here. <laughs> then you go back to your granddad, and it's, like, it's down here. And then your great-granddad, it's, like, it's down here. And your great-great-dad is, like, down here. And then for, like, like 15 million years, it's, it's just, like, baseline nothing. Almost, it's, like, just... Yeah. Just barely just, better than tigers. You're, you're happy to die of dysentery at 30. Like, that's yeah, a good, that's yeah. a good death. That's yeah. like, that's like, that's better than getting eaten by a wolf or something, you know? Yeah. So, um, that is actually what you're looking at. If I was going to like, look at, if I was going to study your life and say like, this is Dave. Okay. Dave here, here, you're sitting here. And it's like, 
millions and millions of years back there. Is it not strange that you're right here? Right. Like you're not here. You're not here. You're you're in the cosmic lottery seat. Yeah. And this, like Bostrom would agree with you, I think. Yeah. Uh, just given some of the, the some oddity of the ways he frames the way he frames the odds of things and the logistics or the yeah, like So I thought about it this way. So if realistically, if you said, Dave, do you want to trade places with anybody else back here? If you're being like Oh, okay. I want to go on an adventure. You might, <laughs> you might switch one or two places, like right, right up here. Yeah. But would you really go back here to like dead at thirty, no, dead at twenty, yeah. you know, whatever? The truth is, you, if you were being smart, you would never trade places with anybody else in your timeline ever. But if you asked anybody in your timeline, do you want to trade places with Dave? Yes, they would trade yeah, places with yeah. you like that. They'd uh -huh. say, "Yeah, I'd like to not die." some horrific death yeah suffering all of my life yeah. just trying to survive from the cats that are eating us you know or yeah, whatever it might right. be um so that to me was like when i like that right there is like nobody is that lucky that's yeah you know what i mean so when you think about it like that like are you in a simulation well if i'm not in a simulation i would say then I just happen to be the luckiest guy in the universe. Yeah. Like, that's just objectively what's going on. And it's like, well, am I the, I mean, I guess I am. I'm the luckiest guy in the universe. I guess just that lucky, but doesn't seem very likely. <laughs> <laughs> now, the bland principle of indifference yes. says that you are yes. most likely not the luckiest guy in the universe. You don't even have to say simulations going on. I just, I guess my point is something's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. you go, Wow, I just happened to have antibiotics. You know, I just happened right. <laughs> I just happened to live in a very nice house in a nice neighborhood where it's safe and clean and everything's, you know, virtually perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I don't really... think anyone deserves that. Like why would you just deserve to be the luckiest person in the no, universe? No, I mean <laughs> I've not done a great many wrong things, but I certainly have not done so many exemplary things that I deserve the life that I've got. Right. I, I think that goes for any of us, yeah. which just is, uh, and I get it. Like the people that have pushed back on my theory say, well, yeah, but there are people that are in great, great suffering in the world. Like they're not living in the cosmic lottery seat. And I say, yeah, but they're just part but of the simulation. You are. <laughs> Man. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm well, just kidding. But, well, <laughs> I know that there are people that are suffering, but I don't, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. I'm just explaining where I'm at, where it's like, I just know that where I'm at is better than anyone else has ever had it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I am just the luckiest guy in the universe. I don't know. Maybe you are. Which, I mean, like you made the crack to, to me and a couple of the other guys in the band. Like, how do I know you guys aren't just droids <laughs> put here to, you know, as part of my simulation? I like you, Dave. You seem like a really great guy. Thanks. If you turn out to be an NPC, well, I'll just say like he was the best NPC I could have asked for. The, to my knowledge, I'm not, but I was watching. But that's what you would exactly. say. That's exactly what you would say. I was say. watching my son play uh, Lego City this week, and one of the characters, <laughs> I don't remember what the setting is in the game, but you know this character in the game, he's on a playground, and you know those um, 
those wheels, you know, you kind of get the centripetal force going. Yeah, yeah, I hate those. <laughs> well, this guy seemed to like it fine. The character in the Lego game just happened to get lost, and he's on this thing, and he's stuck on it, and he's kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> and then, like, my son's character is actually going around getting bad guys, doing whatever he's supposed <laughs> to be doing, but you can still, in a corner of the screen, watch this one character just be lost in the playground. And I was... Like, that poor fella doesn't know he's lost in the playground. And then I thought, that poor fella doesn't know he's a that, character you, in a did game. You, did you think, that could be Dante? I, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, at the time when you said, I hope you guys aren't droids, I was kind of like, that's ridiculous. And then I thought, of course, if I am a droid, what... What would you know? How do I know? Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't know. So Maybe that's why this sounds stupid to me, because it's supposed to sound stupid. Yeah, I've just been programmed to be like, I wouldn't be a very effective droid if I didn't think I was real. Yeah. Right? It should sound like nonsense. Yeah. That's exactly what they programmed you. I have no doubt that I am not a droid. Right? (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) I don't know anyway. It's... I, I... you know, I, I I get it. Like my my hypothesis is not uh, it's no Nick Bostrom. It's no, but I feel it's pretty solid. It is. I mean, of course, now that I get to thinking about it, you're the only friend I've got that kind of thinks like you. So like maybe you're a droid in I, mine. I want to say thank you, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> maybe you're a droid in my simulation to kind of keep me chugging damn, away. Damn it, he's on to yeah. us. Damn it, guys. <laughs> He's on to us. That Black Mirror episode, there are a couple times where, like, I won't spoil the episode, but yeah, there are these little tips of, like, nods of characters in the simulation. That are in on it, yeah. And and yeah, there's, if you know what's going on, all of a sudden it's one of those, like, oh, he's on to us, sort of. So if we, if we are in a simulation, it kind of seems like that's like a narrative, like that's like a story. What would be the ultimate climax of that story. Like, when does the story end? Hmm. Like, if you think about your life, mm-hmm. and you're like, what would be, like, the that third act that's, like, really okay. kind of so, like, oh, all bets are off. So and kind, then of he, like a, kind of like a Matrix storyline. Yeah, what, what, what would it be? Character awakens, then there's, what does the character do with this information, right? Uh, more like all bets are off. Uh-huh. Like, what what's the thing that's going to happen Right before you think, right before the end, where you're like, oh my gosh, he's never going to make it, you know, and then you realize, oh, he has the secret key to solve all of it. You know what I mean? Like, you haven't, you obviously haven't gotten there. No, because you could tell by the, blind, I could tell the look, by the my look eyes, in your face. I don't have the key to <laughs> No, not the key, but the the boot hasn't dropped yet. Like right. the, the thing that happens that you're like... Oh man, third act. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Okay. Yeah. Um in my life I've thought about that. I don't know, <laughs> you know if you thought about that. I'm like looking for things like if this happens, if Jesus comes down in a UFO, then you know. That's like, that's, that's a third it. act that's moment. It. That's yeah. the third act. Okay. <laughs> what would be the third act? What would be what would be the thing? Because it's got if it's a simulation. It has to be a game or a story. Like it has to be a, a story. So yeah. someone's watching this to their entertainment or whatever, and there has to be something interesting that happens. Mm. Yeah. The so I wasn't thinking of it. I, I was kind of chewing on this idea, but not in 
in terms so specific to like me personally. Yeah. Again, I, I lately I've been thinking of us as a ant colony a yeah. lot. Um, and I've been listening to, uh, this book on Vietnam. And, uh, so just today I was chewing on this idea of like, okay, if we are a simulation and somebody's watching this, maybe they're watching some of these I mean, like Vietnam was a real mess. I don't know if you heard. I, I heard. <laughs> Maybe from from direct yeah family members. Yes, I heard it was not I good. Won't, yeah, I won't bore you with the I won't details. Bore you, with the, you didn't <laughs> but, want to be there. Yeah, it was it was not great. And um, may, what I thought of it was more like someone monitoring a simulation would look at a situation like that and go okay there are some missteps that our civilization civilization could benefit from not falling prey to um and the same could be said for a lot of our global politicking since then and so i kind of was thinking of it in terms of like well perhaps the purpose of what we've got going on here is the whoever's watching this simulation is benefiting from watching our missteps does that make sense did i it makes sense. I don't. I don't know if I agree with it. I mean, I think if you think about it like a total recall kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's more about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're playing a game. Mm-hmm. You plugged into this. You're trying to be a like. Why would you play this game? Maybe out of boredom, but if it's an ultimate game like this, you play it more out of like to try to better yourself. You yeah. know, like you're trying to level up you know what i mean yeah and so seems like if it was a simulation uh the simulation is not so much the point as you are the point yeah you know like you you're you're a character in this and how you act it's back to the beginning of this podcast like it likes it when you play by its rules it's got a certain set of rules you're supposed to be the hero of this simulation and that could mean a million different things like it maybe it means you uh, you you uh, save somebody from in some heroic way, or maybe it means you learn how to like clean your room and. I'm glad pay you your taxes. That up. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have just, this. Just be a yeah. little better, better than you used to be, or something. I won't read what I've got in my notes, but it is like thinking on this over the last week and a half did get me really thinking on like, yo, what is yeah, what's the point of this game, right? We probably paid a lot to be in here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the, it's maybe like, the technology. It's like, it's like tw- 20, 30, 40 is like this is like psychotherapy. <laughs> You're just like, oh, you, you, you had like some sort of insurance policy that paid for you to go to like you weren't cutting it at work, and they're like, hey, go, go to Total Recall, and you need to go back in, and you need to like try to oh be a little more organized. So when you come back out, you don't you get this together. So, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Yeah, to me, the I mean, what I came away with is the the point of this game leveling up to me looks like, like you said, learn how to clean your room, that sort of thing. Uh, putting myself in a position physically, mentally, financially, you know, to where I'm the most help to the people around me. Like that is the best way to catapult us, the collective yeah. us forward. I'm not an Elon Musk in terms of brain capacity or influence. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I am well, only, he, yeah. 
Conspiracy right, Dad yet. podcast. Give well, it a few years. But perhaps I will be in that position if I continue following the simulation rules. But my point is, the more I can do to, you know, optimize myself and do well for myself and be in a position kind of like, uh, you know, I've been thinking about, I've got friends that have a lot more free time than I do. They're in a position. Uh, guy's that name if, Dante. <laughs> <laughs> you are who I'm thinking of specifically, but yeah. The guy that uh, researches all kinds of conspiracies nah, you, on the internet all day. You got five kids. You don't have yeah. a, that much free time. Um, I'm talking about, you know, just anybody that can, who, you know, you've got somebody you can call if your battery's dead, they can yeah. come give you a jump. Yeah. Typically those guys have more latitude over their day to day. Right. Um, and that's a result of the life they've set up for themselves. So to the end that I can put myself in a situation to loan you some money to buy a new battery, or I can call you an Uber, or I can take the time myself to come to the parking lot and help you out. Like to me, that's starting to become the objective. Well, that makes you a winner. Yes. Yeah. A winner in reality. Yes. That's you're in point. a game yeah. called reality. And so, it's like, yeah, you, you're trying to be a winner. I mean, I don't necessarily need to be the president to like put the most good positive effect out into the world you know i mean this is not i'm not the maybe first that's to think of this. now that you're saying that maybe that when i said like what's the what's the thing that would happen that you're like oh this is the climax of the story uh-huh. yeah it would be something unexpected yeah it would be something like money doesn't really matter it's all a virtual construct mm-hmm Power doesn't really matter. It's a virtual construct. All this is like a virtual construct. So the thing would be, it'd be like some little thing that you thought that you almost dismissed. Yeah. But then in the process of living, you realized that was the most important thing and you did, and you did it. Yeah. And it was like the perfect thing for the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a good example of that. I just think of things like that, like, pi- like that pilot that landed in, in uh, off of New York in the, uh, in Long Island, yeah, you know, like that kind of thing, where mm-hmm. you're like, nothing, you're just the right guy for the job right then. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's that's the game. Game over. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you got to watch that Black Mirror episode. Man, but uh, it's Lint. Oh. And my Lint thing was this is tough. So I gave no Black Mirror. Catholics give up stuff for Lint if you don't know that, but uh, I gave up. Uh, screen time after dinner. Oh, that's good. Because that's my thing is I always sure. fall asleep watching movies that I like yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. But I did it last night for the first time and it was tough. Like I like, put my phone on the charger and was mm-hmm. just like, that's that. I'm just not touching it. Yeah. No TV. I'm going to go play with the kids and go to bed. It's I supposed to read be a book. I read a book. It's supposed to be a sacrifice of some kind of significance. Yeah. Right. You don't give up something that you don't necessarily do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's no sacrament to that. It was, I think it's going to be a good one though. It's going to be good for me to just turn it off. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, not till you watch the end of this episode (laughs) then turn it off. All right. We're like in an hour, hour and a half. That was a good podcast. Dave, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Simulation hypothesis. Check out Nick Bostrom. Check out, uh, we'll link in the, in the show notes to a simulation hypothesis YouTube video. That's fantastic. So let us know what you think. Thanks, guys. Stop recording.